Your Utah Jazz have won six of eight. And now Will Hardy has his hardest job yet of his young coaching career. It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider today on Locked on Jazz. Will Hardy's got his toughest coaching job yet because of all the things he's done well. It's his own fault. The Jazz have won six of their last eight. They're nine and seven over their last 16. Since the line in the sand, the Jazz have changed who they are, but the puzzle is still super complicated, though the pieces look prettier and they're doing much better and there are ways to make it work. It's still super complicated. We'll look at some of the trends of the ball club and the league as well. On today's edition of Locked on Jazz, Locked on Jazz is your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. And thank you to the everydayers who join us Monday through Friday. I hope you're having a happy holidays. We are free and available on all podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. Please subscribe. On all of those, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell button. Be notified whenever the show gets launched, particularly this time of year where it's a little inconsistent. Jazz win last night easily over the hapless San Antonio Spurs. Really bizarre how bad the Spurs are. Not sure what they're doing Um, and not sure what Pop's doing with them because they should be better. Uh, But from just our standpoint, what is suddenly happening here is we've won not we're nine and seven since the line in the sand by Will Hardy. And we're six. Won six of our last eight and three straight on the road. And now Will Hardy has maybe the most difficult thing he's ever had in his coaching job. Because last night, Taylor Horton Tucker doesn't play. Which might not seem like a big deal to a lot of people. I know Taylor, for some people, has been kind of the brunt of their <clears throat> frustration. But the fact is that Taylor Horton Tucker was playing the best basketball of his NBA career. He went into the... Keontae got hurt. He'd been in double figures for the longest run of his entire career of eight straight games. He's shooting 49% from the field, 42% from three over the last eight games. He's scoring 17 points a game, getting five assists. He's only turning it over one and a half times a game. He's made all the improvement, done everything well, and now he doesn't play. And I'm not sure that's the wrong move. There's no criticism here on my part at all. There's nothing about me in a single way that's saying he should have played. I, no. Just now this job gets crazy hard. Because the Jazz, strangely enough, and this usually takes care of itself, 32 games of the season are suddenly healthy. And almost everyone is playing well. And last night, Will Hardy did something that you just don't see. He played 10 guys all between the minutes of 18 and 31. It almost takes you back to the Hubie Brown Memphis Grizzlies. And it sounds great, but it is going to be very hard to keep, and he has done a brilliant job of this so far, and this is where Will's really been amazingly good as a head coach, particularly as a young head coach. It is going to be very hard to keep this copacetic for everyone. This is why I say hardest job 
yet for him in his young career, not because X's and O's or things like that, but personalities and desires and contracts and this and opportunity and that. Walker Kessler was terrific last night. He played 18 minutes. John Collins played 18 minutes last night because the game changed when Lowry Markinen went to center. It's happy times because people are winning, and so you have a chance to do this. But playing 10 guys and an 11th, only reason I led with Taylor is because there's a guy who deserved to play who didn't play at all. And where this gets crazy difficult for an NBA head coach and the Jazz, and this is exciting. Like, this is an interesting thing because this is super exciting. The team's playing really well. They've made inroads. The schedule got soft, but they separated themselves from the bottom. They, they've kind of gotten to where we want to. A lot of the things we've talked about earlier in the year that are going to be strengths are now strengths. Jordan's playing super, and he's so much the key to who we are. We'll get into all those things. But you have every guy right now. Will Hardy's talked about this a lot. Every guy's got to come to the group and put something in the middle. Well, every guy's putting about five to seven minutes in the middle right now. And that's their currency. NBA players' currency is their minutes played. And every single guy right now is coming to the middle of the group and giving five to seven minutes. That's hard. Oh, but they're players, NBA, it's about winning. Yeah, okay, if you work, if you're a sales guy and you have to give out five to, five to seven minutes, by the way, can be anywhere from 25% to 15% of your minutes. So if you're a sales guy and you'd have to suddenly give 15 to 25% of your sales list to the middle of the pot so other people could have it to open the year 2024, you're not doing it. No, you're not. Like, you're not doing it happily. You might do it, but you're not doing it happily. And so this is really fascinating to me because everyone's healthy. Everyone's playing really well. Guys have clicked in. Collins playing superbly. JC's been great since he's been back. Lowry's been bonafide all-star. And the strength of this team, as we talked about all offseason, is coming forward. While the war of attrition is happening in the NBA right now, the strength of this team is that we can suddenly roll out 10, 11, 12 guys who can really play NBA minutes in a viable manner and at all times have close to 240 minutes of NBA play on the floor. Earlier this year, Taylor wasn't doing that. Colin wasn't doing that. JC was in and out of doing that and, and still will be on some nights. Jordan's a little bit of a roller coaster, right? It's what makes JC different. But we're 11, 12 deep right now. A lot of you are probably would have liked me to lead with Taylor Hendricks. Didn't play last night. Like the minutes just aren't there. Maybe some of you who are Keontae George fans are worried about he only got 24 minutes last night. That This is the dance now. And it's because we're doing things really, really well. It's really, it's it, the growth and improvement. It was a few weeks ago where I did a show, improvement is important. Oh boy, are we ever seeing it. It's a little bit of the Jazz, like this is, they've created this problem by playing really, really well. There's some great things going on. Let's go back to the strengths of what's going on. And it all plays into this. So we've, Will's figured out a way to have Colin Sexton or Jordan Clarkson on the floor at all times. And Colin's playing fabulous basketball. 
He's playing under control. He's efficient. He's seeing the floor. He's making reads. He's growing. I thought there was a great comment by Will Hardy last night. You can score in this league without having to score every possession. So true. Like, Collins is going to get buckets. Collins now, over the last eight games, has scored 20 or more in nine games, has scored 20 or more in seven of the nine. He's averaging 23 points a game, three rebounds, four assists. He's shooting 50% from the floor, 37% from three. And the most exciting thing about that, he's taking five threes a game. This is a totally different player right now. Since moving into the starting lineup, it's pretty similar. 23, 3, and 5, 50, and 39 on five threes a game. That is bona fide. It's really, really good. And only one game with more than two turnovers. And he's been, they found a way to use him. Defensively, other things of that nature. We're 6-2 and two since he's moved into the starting lineup. The schedule has been not particularly difficult, but that Nick win is a big win. That Brooklyn win is a good win. We're really good at home. And then on the road, we've beaten some bad teams. We lost to a Cleveland team we probably should have beat. And then beat Toronto. It's good. It's like a separator. Like we've lost to Minnesota, and we lost to Dallas, and we lost to Oklahoma City. Those are lost to Sacramento. Those are playoff teams. But the non-playoff teams we've played, we're beating. It's kind of where we thought we were going to be when the year started. It's all kind of all the little things. Will has massaged this beautifully to get this to all come together. And Colin and Jordan are part one of it. How do I use those guys? How do I get them to work together? How now? They need to play each more than 24 minutes. So now we get into the dance. Of how do you possibly get this thing and not... This is why it's Will Hardy's hardest job yet. So each of those probably need to play more than 24. They probably need... Okay, well then where are those minutes coming from? So they're probably coming from the point guard minutes or they're coming from the three, which gets into Baji and Fontecchio and the four or we're going playing... And then the best part about this roster when the year started was how versatile it was supposed to be. What are we going to have in versatility? And we're beginning to show signs of that. But then that throws this all into whack. Everyone's got to go put their part in the middle of the pile. That's what Will's asked for. And that's hard to do. And if they do it, it's super impressive. We're just getting started. There's been a major breakthrough in what we're doing with the center position. We'll talk about that. It gets into the same dance as we continue here on today's edition of Locked on Jazz from New Orleans. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross, also located in Logan. The Murdochs have been in Utah for over 80 years. They believe in the no regrets. I think I've told the story a lot. Blake, I've become good friends with them, and I've never... During the pandemic and the supply chain problems, and everyone's up in the price on cars and bikes. Like, we're just not going to do it. And that's so that today the loyalty still exists with Utah. And that's who they are. And the Chevy lineup of cars, absolutely awesome. That's what's you've got the Colorado truck and you've got the uh, the Silverado truck. That's the truck lineup. The Silverado is the King Poobah of all Poobahs. And then you've, I don't know what that is. And then you've got the lineup of the SUVs, which kicks off with the Suburban and the Tahoe. And now the Blazer and the Trailblazer, Equinox, Trax, and the Bolt is the electric car that's been great. Obviously, the Corvette 
does it all. It's Chevy. It's Americana. It's over 80 years of the Murdochs. It's a beautiful combination. It's in Woods Cross, and it's in Logan. If you're going to stop by, please email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com so that I can give you the VIP experience you deserve by being a Locked On every day. Today's show is also brought to you by Game Time. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and you get $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Why Game Time for your app? Well, here's why. Game Time does a few things that I really like. One, pictures of the seats. Two, the Game Time guarantee that if you find prices somewhere else, it's 110. You get a uh, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. You get the view of all seats from the venue I mentioned. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event imaginable. And then the really cool one, I was listening to Matt Moore on Locked On Nuggets, and he and his wife are big Avalanche fans. They literally just wait for the last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, to see where they can save money. They just, are we going to go tonight? If the price gets to the right point, then they go. Zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats. You average about 18% savings. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. That's right. Download the game time app. Create an account and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get $20 off your first purchase with game time. Locked On created the first ever 24-7 national sports channel on Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Go check it out when we're done with the show. We'll send you there directly if you're on YouTube. By the way, Holly Rose sits down with Frank Layden on the Front Row podcast that's available for you on Jazz+. Plus. She's also sat down with Will Hardy and Ryan Smith and many others. So uh, pretty great. Make sure you go grab that. All right. The Jazz have found a way to use John Collins correctly. We talked about it a lot in the offseason. Um, of what the best way to use him. And he is playing a lot of minutes at backup center right now. And he looks, or starting center, excuse me, or center. Like, it doesn't matter, actually, backup or starting. He looks really comfortable. The Jazz are starting him at center with Kelly Olenek at the four, Lowry Markin at the three. And John Collins is having a much better defensive impact, a much better offensive impact. Um, even last night, some of John's numbers aren't, like, earth-shattering. He has seven points, four rebounds, and a block. But I think if you look at his plus-minus, I think he was positive. For a long time, John was, like, negative in every single game. But he looks more comfortable running the offense. And I want to touch on what they've done offensively. It's really interesting. Um, he was plus-six last night in 18 minutes. He just looks like he's having a better impact on games recently. Um, and it's cool. And it it's Will Hardy figuring out how to use these guys. Um, when John Collins is center, and so that really means that either, basically in my mind, Omer Yerkshaven or Walker Kessler's off the floor. We're able to play five out. We're doing it with Walker, too, and we're finding some ways to use it. But the Jazz are playing a different offensive style recently, which is much more free-flowing and open and allows them to just kind of play. And then they've added some aspects of how to mass use Kelly Olenek um, kind of in his best fashion. And it's been – it's really interesting right now to go to shoot around 
see them work on this, and then see them play that way. And right now, when you have Lowry Markin and Kelly Olenek and John Collins on the floor, the offensive rating is a 126.3, 98th percentile. They're offensive rebounding at a great rate. They're not turning it over. They're really playing quite well. When those three are on the floor together, playing Collins at the full five with Olenek and Markin, they're not defending well. Um, and they're going to have to figure that out. And they're not actually defensive rebounding very well because it's not surprising. John's undersized at center. Kelly's not a particularly good defensive rebounder. Lowry's not the fiercest rebounder. That's actually not surprising that they're good on the offensive glass and not on the defensive when you look at the personalities of those players. But it's a, that threesome allows the Jazz to play this style where they pretty much are playing five out, and then they're just free-flowing. And it was described to me the other day as we gave them the ingredients, little little pieces at a time. Here's three or four ingredients. Here's three or four more ingredients. Here's three or four or more ingredients. Here's three or four more ingredients. And now they're putting the stew together themselves and playing in a way that gets very difficult to to be able to prep for and defend. It's it's really free flowing. When they're playing this five out handoff back, two guys playing, Kelly Linick flashes to the middle, catches, guys playing it. They're just playing. They're just hooping. There's not a structure. There's not a set play. Like, I'll give you an example. I love the horn set out of the NBA. New Orleans runs it great. They run the best. You've heard me talk about it. I love the horn set. Once you run the horn set play, if it doesn't work, you're just kind of there. The Jazz are doing right now is just playing through possessions at certain points of the shot clock. Certain things are supposed to happen if things haven't materialized. And these guys are getting it. You're beginning to see them get it and play it and understand it and feel it and know what the spacing is and how this is all supposed to work. It's really impressive. And you go to shoot around, you see them open up shoot around working on exactly this, and then you watch them play in the game, and it's materializing. Earlier this year, you'd go to shoot around. I remember being in Memphis with Will Hardy, and I literally came up to him at, during after shoot around and said, okay, I watch you practice every day. It never happens. He's like, you just got to keep pounding. You got to keep pounding. You got to keep bringing it up three or four or five times. And we're seeing those things happen. This was this transition specific, and last night it literally happened for a Lowry market and dunk. So we're literally seeing the work and the time and the effort put in by the coaching staff that they put in every day. And the players deserve the credit here. Now, I'm not trying to just make this a Will Hardy show, because, but I do think Will Hardy's got this incredible challenge that everything's coming together and working. And now he's got 12 viable NBA players and you just can't play 12 players. And it's hard to do what he did last night for a long period of time, which is to play 10 players between 18 and 30. This is their livelihood. This is their paychecks. This is what they want. It gets tricky. But it's really interesting to see because this puzzle is still super complicated in so many manners of how it's all coming together or has to come together. So John Collins as the center is really working. But this is where the puzzle is super complicated. A lot of people want Walker Kessler to start. But John Collins as the center is really, really working there. And it's how the best way to use John Collins. John Collins was that, there was the report that was made by Andy Larson. Like, I don't know about it. Like, I read about it, heard about it. or, But, like, Walker, Kelly, and Lowry is a minus 22 this year. They haven't played much together. It's a very small amount. Walker and John together didn't work. This is where, okay, we tried things. We're moving around, and Will's doing his job. Walker and John with Lowry was a minus 21. 
The offense was in the second percentile. You suddenly change out John Collins, put Kelly Olenek in at the power forward. You change out Walker Kessler, put in John Collins at the center, and you go from an offense that's a 103.3 to an offense that's a 126.3. That's a massive difference. That's great coaching. That's finding your personnel and seeing how it's going to work. And now what do you do? Because that puzzle's complicated. Walker's got to play. John's your center. And then what did we do last night to win the game? We threw Lowry in at center. And I love that lineup. I've always been a big proponent of Lowry at center. Lowry at center is one of my most favorite lineups we have. I said all year, if you listen to the offseason before we hired, before we acquired John Collins, my comment was that Lowry marketing was our backup center. That's always what I thought. I've always thought Walker Kessler would be our starting center and Lowry marketing would be our backup center. Because it spreads us out. Lowry's unique. He killed Victor Webb and Yama. And you know what? We've only done it for 50 possessions this year. You know what we are? We're plus 51. A lot of it was last night. You know what our offensive rating is? A 160. When Lowry is our center. I think it's a very viable lineup that's great for us. We should be using. And it solves a little bit of the problem of how do you get Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson their extra minute? And how do you get Ochai and Simone on the floor? But it doesn't solve what you do about John Collins and Walker Kessler because now all of a sudden you get last night where John Collins and Walker Kessler play the center minutes and they combine, I think, each for 18 minutes, which is only 36 minutes because you played 10 minutes of Lowry, et cetera, which I love. The puzzle is so complicated. But the other end of it is since the line was put in the sand by Will Hardy that we're gonna pass, you're going to pass and play hard. And if you're going to wear the Utah Jazz uniform, you're going to give a peep about the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are 9-7. and seven. They've won 6 of 8. They've won 3 in a row on the road. The schedule got soft, but they have separated themselves from those teams. We're still going to have some ugly nights. we got some teams that are really good. We Right? They're still... But we're beginning to see this thing play together. It's pretty exciting. It's fun to watch. Way better than Detroit. Way better in San Antonio last night. Honestly, three weeks ago, I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, crap. We're going to play Detroit having lost 24 in a row. We're going to play San Antonio's lost 23 in a row. We're going to lose to them both. And poor Will Hardy's going to be known as the coach that ends up having his streak being the streak breaker. And that is not going to be good for a young coach. And the team is going to get embarrassed. And this is going to be bad. And I had all these scary thoughts. And then I did meditation and got them to go out of my head. Right? Because that's what we're supposed to do. But that's literally where we're. It's a lot more to this. I mean, I got so much stuff. It's, it's awesome. All right. We'll continue uh, with more of this. We'll look at some trends um, and the rest as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. It's time now for your eBay Motors guaranteed fit with Josh Lloyd, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball show in the country. Josh Lloyd is the number one fantasy expert, and eBay Motors is the perfect spot for your car. eBay Motors guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Dante Exum leads the way for Josh Lloyd of who he'd add to your lineup. Jason Kidd says when healthy, the Mavs are still planning on starting Dante. His shooting will regress, but his role is enticing, and he keeps playing, and he's been shooting high percentage. Jaden Ivey in Detroit's back in the starting lineup getting minutes. See if he can deliver. Williams may keep him there. We'll see what happens when Killian Hayes comes back. Isaiah Harkenstein appears to be the starting center with Mitchell Robinson out of the year in New York. And Jalen Johnson back in the starting lineup for Atlanta after coming back from an injury. Boy, they're struggling. Quinn Snyder's team keeps blowing 10-point leads and losing in the fourth quarter. Brad Roll and Locked on Hawks was super good today. So those are your Locked on, your locked on Fantasy Basketball Fantasy Picks of the Week. It's your eBay Motors Guaranteed Picks. 
and for eBay Motors with over 122 million parts. For your number one ride or die, my is my Sprinter van, and I look at eBay Motors for parts all the time to see how I can make it better, whether it's brake lights, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby might need, eBay Motors has it with the eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions to apply. Hope your fantasy team does well. Thank you to eBay Motors for the eBay Motors guaranteed fit of the week. Jazz are home on Monday to play the Miami, or not Monday, on the 30th to play the Miami Heat. And then Luka Doncic on the first tickets are both available for both of those. Plus, by the way, holiday packs are still available. And they've got all sorts of great add-ons in the bonus packages as well. So make sure you go grab that uh, from the Jess. All right, let's check on a few things. So it was in Portland, November 22nd. And in the pregame, Will, Thurl Bailey asked Will Hardy, do you have an identity for this team? having lost by 32 the night before to Portland. And Will Hardy said, we're going to play hard or pass, or you're not going to play for the Utah Jazz. And the Jazz promptly got blown out by the Portland Trailblazers that night. And Will Hardy came in the press room and basically said, if you don't, if you're not give a beep about the Utah Jazz, you don't play for the Utah Jazz. And they got two days of practice. And it was like, let's have some pride and let's up this thing up. And they got going. And let's look at some of the trend and... They integrated the zone defense and they changed a little bit of the offense. And Will took Will always says he'll take responsibility of of where we are and what we're doing. And let's take a look at what what's going on. The first one is everything has just gotten a little bit better. The offense is still only 26th in the league, 25th in shooting, still turning it over, but a little less. We're fifth best offensive rebounding team. So nothing dramatic has happened on the offensive end. The defense has gone from not very good to okay. The Jazz, the, they're 20th in the league on the offensive defensive end since since that day. They are 16th in the league defending the shot. They're the third best team at not fouling. 21st in forcing turnovers, 19th in offense rebounds. Okay, that's pretty good. Let's go. A little bit more recently, the Jazz kind of go to the Thunder and they get handled. And on December 13th, they get, despite Will Hardy finally says, all right, it's time for us to start playing a lot more zone defense. And he starts to say, all right, so we're going to play a lot more zone defense. And since then, and remember, offenses are exploding. The Jazz defense is now 13th in the NBA. This is really where the changes happen on the defensive end. 10th best against the shot, 12th best against forcing turnovers, which is way different than we were before. Last year, we like literally were historically low in forcing turnovers. 27th in offensive rebounding, so the rebounding is a problem, but we're not fouling at all. And at the same time, our offense has gone to 12th in the league. So if you take winning six of our last eight, we're 12th offensively, we're 13th defensively. 12th best shooting team, 10th best defending the shot. That's pretty exciting stuff. What also is interesting is kind of what we're doing in our shot profiles. So, again, I'm just looking at the last six of eight, and it's a little eight. Let's make sure we understand who we're talking about. We're talking about New York, Portland, Sacramento, Brooklyn, Cleveland without their guys, Detroit, Toronto, and San Antonio. Okay? 
Like, I don't think this is we're the 12th best team in the league. This is how we've played since then against some teams that aren't great, but there are some interesting little notes on it. So let's, where you can see the improvement. Our shot distribution, we're taking the fifth best quality shots in the league since then. We're taking the 10th most amount of shots at the rim. We're taking the 11th most amount of threes. That's great. And we're taking the third most amount of corner threes. That is a sign of the guards beginning to see the corners. Colin, Talon, Keontae for some of it, who's injured for some of it, making mass improvement. We're shooting 43% on corner threes. We're also now shooting the above the break three a little bit better. Lowry's back. Okay, let's go to defensively because this is where we've now started to play almost half the time in zone. Not always, but a lot. So we're 14th in the league at protecting the rim. We're not, our shot distribution's not totally great. We're allowing a ton of above the break three-point shots. That's probably okay and somewhat intentional. And we're 24th in the league at denying three. So we're allowing teams to shoot the above the break three, and we got beat by Sam Merrill and Keegan Murray. That's kind of the game you're playing a little bit when you play the zone. But we're the fourth best team in the league in the last eight games since we started playing the rim at defending the rim. Teams are shooting below 60% at the rim. Only Memphis, Boston, and Oklahoma City have that at the same time. Chet's having a massive impact recently. Teams are shooting unnaturally well against us on the corner three. That number will actually probably come down a little bit. But so you're seeing some really interesting trends there of where we've changed the way, and I talked about what we're doing offensively in that regard. So the big picture, I mean, there's just a lot to this. We've won six of eight. We've won six of eight against a pretty soft stretch. But we've separated ourselves out of, there was a period of time there where we looked like we could have been one of the three or four worst teams in the league. Right? Like, literally, I think you guys were all having the same conversations we were. of Like, how is it possible that Washington, San Antonio, and Detroit are worse than we are right now? And the growth and improvement since then of this team coming together has separated us from that group. You know, when the year started, I think I picked us 10th or 11th, and I think that's going to be in the West, and I think that's right where we're playing right now. It's pretty, but it's growth. It's improvement. It's process. It's progress. But now it's a real challenge. Because this puzzle is complicated, and Will Hardy has his hardest job yet. Maybe his hardest job, the first part of his hardest job was putting the line in the sand saying that's enough. And now they're playing well. And all the answers to the questions don't vibe together. John Collins is the back as the center is the answer. So is Walker Kessler. So is Larry Markkinen. Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson playing as scorers is the answer. Collins starting, Jordan coming off the bench. Hopefully that's all right, is the answer. Chris Dunn, we haven't even talked about, has played beautifully as a starting point guard. He's settled everything. He's helped us down the clutch. He's done a bunch of things really, really well. And that's how Taylor Horton Tucker ends up not playing despite playing the best basketball of his career. So this is hard. And frankly, Simone Fontecchi and Ochai Abaji are both playing brilliantly, but there just aren't that many minutes unless you play Lowry at center, but you got it. And this is kind of where we were all offseason talking about this. But now it's coming together. The big surprise up to this point where the Jazz, since before the line in the sand, was that none of it was coming together. None of the things you thought might work, the depth being a positive, the versatility being a positive. None of those things were happening. Now they're happening. And at full strength, it'll be interesting to see what we do against Pelicans who had a disastrous loss last night. 
All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow getting ready for that one. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for being a everydayer. Thank you for making Locked on Jazz your first listen. We will now send you over to the first ever 24-7 YouTube sports channel. You Locked on Sports today. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.